Thanks for tuning in today. You're listening to the official podcast of First Alliance Church in Great Falls, Montana, creating passionate followers of Christ. Today's message is from lead pastor John Reese. Thank you for joining us on Good Friday. This has always been one of my favorite services of the year because it's a time in which we reflect on what our faith is all about, the meaning of Christ's death for us. This evening, I would like you to focus with me on a passage in Luke, Luke chapter 5, verses 12 through 17. Let me read it to you. It goes like this. While Jesus is in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus reached out his hand and he touched the man and he said, I'm willing, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. And Jesus ordered him, don't tell anyone, but but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Yet the news about him spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. This this year we've been going through the Gospel of Luke and and, uh, we've been looking at the life of Jesus We're going to spend the year with Jesus. And when we came to this particular passage, we had a guest speaker that Sunday, Matt Hanna spoke, and and so we skipped this passage. And and this evening when I was trying to think of what I would like to share with you, I was drawn back to this passage about Jesus' healing of the leper. Jesus, in his ministry, encountered all kinds of suffering. There were people who were broken by life and and people who were broken by their failures and people who were broken by sin and people who were broken by sickness and people who were broken by other people. And though there were many broken people that Jesus encountered, there were few people who had a more desperate situation than the lepers of Jesus' day. Leprosy was an awful disease. It was a disfiguring disease. It caused the skin to lose its color and become thick and glossy and scaly and dirty ulcers would would form and the rotting flesh would emit an odor and the skin would bunch up in deep furrows, especially on the face. It was often said that people had a face that looked like a a lion. The nose would cave in and at And in advanced cases, the fingers and toes would be lost. In Israel, uh, the plight of a leopard was described this way. It says, the person with such an infectious disease must wear torn clothes, let his hair be unkept, cover the lower part of his face, and cry out, unclean, unclean. And as long as he had the infectious disease, he remained unclean. And he was forced to live alone. He must live outside the camp. In other words, he was quarantined. You can't imagine a more lonely, isolated person than a leper. 
Lepers were banished from society. Larry Ward, the founder of Food for the Hungry, once wrote about a little pine tree outside of a, uh, with a small bench by it outside a leprosy hospital that he had visited. And, And the pine tree was called the goodbye tree, for on the bench beside the tree, incoming patients would say goodbye to their loved ones. He said, you know, if that goodbye tree could talk, just think of the stories it would tell. Stories of young lovers saying goodbye and vowing to stay true, but knowing that they would probably never be together again. And aged couples who had spent a lifetime together, now parting ways to walk alone for the remainder of their lives. Parents whispering a goodbye to a frightened to frighten children, wishing desperately that they could trade places with them. Many people said goodbye to loved ones for life by the goodbye tree outside this particular hospital. Leprosy was a a living death. It It was an awful experience. The people with leprosy were like living corpses. Their life had ended. They were completely shunned by others. And on top of that, it was as if God, too, had cursed them. In the Old Testament, they were religiously cut off. They couldn't go to the temple. They couldn't go to the synagogues. The man that Jesus encountered, we were told, was full of leprosy. That means he had a very advanced case of leprosy. His life was over as far as a human standpoint. He had nothing left to live for. But there was a thought that maybe, just maybe, Jesus could heal him. And so the man comes to Jesus and he says, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Now now notice that the man comes to Jesus hopefully, but not demandingly. Literally, he's saying, you have the power to make me clean if you choose. And so what does Jesus do? (laughs) Jesus reaches out and, and he touches the leper. And he heals them. You know, touching a leper was shocking. Nobody touches a leper. Everybody steers clear of lepers. If a person saw a leper, they would walk on the other side of the street to avoid them. It's probably been years since this leper has felt a human touch. But Jesus touched a leper and he says, I'm willing to be clean. And immediately we're told the leprosy left him. Greek scholar Bishop Westcott points out that the word touched expresses more than a superficial touch. It's more than just superficial contact. He says it's often translated to take hold of. He says Jesus, at very least, placed his hands firmly on the leper. And onlookers were shocked. The disciples were shocked. And Jesus was now unclean, but the leper was clean. It's appropriate that leprosy is often used as a picture of sin. Is there a better physical picture of sin than leprosy? First, leprosy isolates a person from others. But it also cuts a person off from the temple. It cut them off from the the place associated with God's presence. A holy God couldn't tolerate sin in his presence. Secondly, it's interesting to think about the way leprosy affects a person is by numbing their senses so that they can't feel. 
And sin, too, has its a numbing effect on us. That's one of the characteristics of sin. Have you ever noticed the more you give in to sin, the less troubled you feel by it? You know, for thousands of years, it, it was thought that leprosy caused the sores that people had on their hands and feet and face. And, but mainly through Dr. Paul Brand's research, it was established that in 99% of the cases, leprosy or Hansen's disease only numbs the extremities and the destruction follows because the warning system of pain is gone. And Dr. Paul Brand, who did much research on leprosy, helps us see why pain is such a valuable gift. He says pain is a survival mechanism to warn us when our lives are in danger. He shared uh, a story about one time that he had tried to open a door in a little storeroom, but the rusty padlock was not willing to yield, and, and so he couldn't get it opened. And a patient of his, a young boy, 10 years old, approached him smiling and said, let me try. And he reached for the key, and he took it, and he stuck it in the lock, and he turned it with a quick, hard jerk, and the lock gave. It opened. And Dr. Brand was amazed. How could a weak youngster outexert him? And then he noticed blood dripping on the floor. And upon examining the boy's finger, Dr. Brand discovered the act of turning the key had actually gashed his finger to the bone. This, the skin and fat and joint were all exposed there, and the boy was completely unaware of it. He didn't even feel what had happened. To him, the sensation of cutting his finger was no different than picking a stone up off the ground or turning a coin in his pocket. And that's the way leprosy works. It, it numbs your, your senses so that you don't feel. The, the, the daily rate routines uh, uh, with the leper's hands and feet are not warned when something is injuring them. And they wear away at their hands and feet. And if an ankle's turned, the leper doesn't know it. He, he, and he'll walk on an injured ankle not even realizing it. It said that a rat could chew a finger off a person at night and they wouldn't discover it till morning. There was no feeling left in their hands. And, and Stanley Stein, author of a book called No Longer Alone, he was, he was a person who had leprosy. He went blind because each morning when he washed his face, he would use hot water and not realizing the water was too hot and it actually caused him to go blind. Dr. Brand says, without pain and suffering, we would be like lepers, unable to recognize something that was terribly wrong in us. We wouldn't realize that we needed God's healing touch. He says, I can't feel, think of a greater gift I could give my leprosy patients than to, to give them the ability to feel pain. But leprosy not only isolates us and numbs us to sin, but, but sin like leprosy also invades our faculties and we're not aware of it, but it's slowly eating away at us, deforming us like leprosy. Sin starts out small, but left unchecked, it spreads, leading to other sins, causing even greater damage. And finally, sin leads us in a state where we're spiritually dead before we've died. Now then, when Jesus touched the leper, 
he did something that was very profound. He identified with the leper. In the Old Testament, when people brought their sacrifices to the temple, they would place their hand on the head of the sacrificial lamb, identifying with it when it was slain. It was a symbol that their sins were being transferred to the sacrifice. And Jesus, in touching the leper and making the leper clean, became ceremonially unclean. Ken Hughes asked, you know, why did Jesus do this? Why did he touch a leper? And he answers, Jesus wanted the leper to feel his sympathy, to feel that he really cared, to feel a human touch, to understand Jesus was saying, I'm with you, I understand you, and I love you. But he says there's also an overshadowing theological reason for Jesus touching the leper. He says the touch of Jesus' pure hand on the rotting leper is a parable of the incarnation of the cross. Jesus took on flesh and became sin for us and gave his purity to us. As 2 Corinthians says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus took hold of our flesh. He touched us. He healed us. And his holy hand resting on us, he transferred his righteousness to us and took on himself our unrighteousness. John MacArthur explains it beautifully when he explains how Jesus exchanged or traded places with the leper. He said, I think Jesus' healing of the leper was a metaphor for what Jesus did on the cross. He says, we were all spiritual lepers who lived in alienation and isolation from God. When we met Jesus, we were brought into the very presence of God. But for that to happen, Jesus had to take the place of us sinners. The only way that we could be taken out of our isolation and brought into the presence of God was if Jesus left the presence of God and went himself into isolation. And that's what he did on the cross. Because Jesus was forsaken, because Jesus was treated as an outcast, we are accepted and welcomed into the presence of God. That's what we celebrate on Good Friday. You know, as you think about the cross of Christ tonight, understand that you are the leper and Jesus was the Savior. And you have access to the Father only through what Jesus has done for you. And so the question is, how can we connect with Jesus' healing power? And this man is an example. He shows us, first of all, that you have to come to the source of help. That's Jesus. You must realize you need it. This man knew he was unclean. He understood there was nothing he could do to make himself clean. Without God's intervention, his, his situation was hopeless. The reason so few people find spiritual healing today is they don't acknowledge their true condition. They don't accept the fact that they are unacceptable to God. And that's why the gospel is such an offense to them. There are other people who have the opposite problem. They don't deny their sin, but they feel their sin is too bad to be forgiven. They, they readily admit they are sinners, but they think they are beyond help. The leper didn't do either of these things. 
He understood his, his situation was hopeless. He knew he was a leper and that if he didn't encounter Jesus, nothing would change in his life. He knew he couldn't do anything to fix himself. But he still believed that Jesus had what he needed. And in falling on his face before Jesus, the leper recognized that he was truly a beggar. That means he was in a perfect posture to receive grace. But he also believed that Jesus would do it for him. As we think about the meaning of the cross and as we think about the significance of Good Friday, I I want you to remember that it's because of what Jesus did for you that you have a right standing with God today. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful glimpse of our Savior who exchanged places with us. He took our sin and judgment and our punishment. He became an outcast and was forsaken by you in order that we might be received by you and and accepted by you as, as sons. What a wonderful truth this is. Thank you for the salvation that is ours in Christ. And we ask, Lord, that you will give us an opportunity to share with others the significance of the cross this Easter season. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. We hope you were blessed by the message today. Follow us on social media to keep up to date with church news and events.